Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Good Thursday morning. It is a daily tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Thanks for waking up with us live across the country from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in the East. I'm Michael Jenkins. My partner in crime is Chelsea Messenger, who will be along in just moments. Coming up on this edition, we recap a busy night in the NBA, including the two best teams in the Eastern Conference going at it, Celtics, Sixers for Philly. Thursday night football is also on the docket tonight, and the NFL gods are punishing us. Bears, Panthers from Chicago. We'll do our best to handicap it for you at 640. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but apparently it is a surprise and it has to do with mascots, which I love. So that should be a good segment as well. During the seven o'clock hour, we'll look at how our preseason predictions in the AFC are doing at the midway point of the year at 740. This week's show parlay. Then during the eight o'clock hour, we will look at the NFC at the halfway point of the season, followed by our friend Chris Mack at 820. And our best bets at 8.45. And now, on a Thursday, she's live. She is so excited to be here. It is Chelsea Messenger. How's that for an intro? I'm trying to wake you up. Get yeah. you going, Chelsea. What's going on? <laughs> that was a good one. And I feel like it's kind of well, wasted today because I just don't feel that great. I have one of those oh headaches no. that's just on one side of your head that's just like pulsing. 
So let me ask your opinion. Do you think I should mm -hmm. drink coffee or no? Because I am worried that yes. this will make my headache worse. But also, I think caffeine is actually an ingredient in most headache medicines. So do I it drink is. coffee? Yes. I'm not saying overdo it and have three or four cups. But honestly, if you look at a lot of pain medication and you look at the mm -hmm. ingredients that makes up that particular medication, you'll see caffeine in there. So oftentimes, caffeine can help with a headache. Now, it can be the opposite direction if you overdo it. But I would say one cup just to kind of get you going and see how that makes you feel might help. And also yeah, here's some opioids. I might try it. Opioids. Okay. <laughs> that or crack cocaine. You know, I heard that, that you don't cocaine. even think about your headache when you're on bath salts or on crack cocaine. So maybe That's I could scrounge up some of that during the break. But other than that, I'm all right. Uh, it's a Thursday, which means we're like more than halfway through the week. So um, we're all right. We're all right. We're doing just fine. Yeah, going to do good. It's going to be great. We're going to get rid of a headache before the end of the show. We'll do our best. We'll try different medicinal avenues before the end of the show. We'll start slow with the caffeine. Then maybe we go into something more. Maybe you pop a couple Tylenol. If that doesn't work, all right. little cocaine never hurt anybody. We'll do that. And then by the end of the show, if that doesn't work, who knows? Like you were saying, maybe you're in bath salts and making picks. We'll just see how it progresses throughout the next three hours. Do you want to talk about your bets last night? Yeah, uh, best yeah. bet was a winner. Had Lonzo Ball over, or excuse me, Lamelo Ball over his points prop of twenty five and a half for even money. Uh, last time I checked, he had twenty eight, and then I went to bed. Um, but uh, my little add on play was not a good one, even though I liked it. So no regrets. Had the Hornets minus three. They got smoked by the Wizards. Listen, the Wizards are terrible. They had one win Ooh. coming into this game, but I knew that this was the sabotage factor. Should you trust bad teams laying points? Usually the answer is no. And I'm sure we'll have this discussion later when we talk about the Bears laying three and a half against the oh. Panthers. Oh, you're right about that. I had a nice three in one night. Had Miami of Ohio laying 16 and a half, hosting Akron. Miami of Ohio wins 19 nothing. Had Panthers money line over the Caps. Panthers win in overtime. Was a sweat, 4-3 the final there. Had Sins leave over six and a half goals. The Sins win 6-3. I did have a two-team parlay. Had Miami of Ohio on the money line, plus the Leafs on the money line. Only minus 134, so that was my one loser. And the reason why that I made that two-team parlay, which I know is not necessarily the smartest bet, is I knew Miami of Ohio was going to win. And I really liked the Leafs, even though they lost, but I didn't want to play Leafs three-way money line. And I thought, ah, this is a way to reduce the juice and get the Maple Leafs for the full game. Doesn't matter. Didn't work out. Still 3-1 and one on the evening. Nice night for the Dogster as well. Ah, I was going to play this, and I didn't do it. FAU all over Loyola of Chicago. FAU laying six points. The Owls win 75-62. And also Lakers, Rockets over 218.5. The Rockets win 128-94. So 222 points in that one. That's a win for the week. Chelsea, you are three and three. I am five and three. And the Donster is four and one. It is a daily tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Hope you're having a fantastic Thursday morning. Thanks for waking up with us. I'm Jinx. She's Chelsea. And what did we see last night in the NBA? A showdown in the Eastern Conference where the 76ers down the Celtics 106-103. Sixers 
We're getting two and a half points. They went outright Sixers plus 125 on the money line. Your total set at 229 and a half in the under hits. Joel Embiid, 27 points, 10 boards, four assists. Tyrese Maxey, 25 points, nine assists as the Sixers win their sixth straight game. Now, Jalen Brown does hit a three-point shot late in this one to pull Boston within three. That's as close as they get. The Sixers are now the only remaining 6-1 team in the Eastern Conference. They stay a perfect 5-0 at home this season after a loss in their season opener. And Chelsea, I don't know if it's ever if it's ever too early to have a, a statement game. We're really early in the season, but I think this was a nice a nice win for the Sixers to say, "All right, it's going to be us and you guys down the stretch." So, we get the we get the early dub especially for a team that lost James Harden and also is working in a new head coach. I do think Nick Nurse mm-hmm. is a great hire for the 76ers, and so far it's looked great. But we will see when it comes to the postseason because those are the games that the Sixers really want to win. They've been great in the regular season before. It's just the postseason has eluded them. But in the meantime, this is the game that you know was in front of them, and they did look like the much better team. Even though the final score was pretty close, the Celtics made a push towards the end – Their offense looked disjointed, and it felt like the Mm -hmm. shot selection was not great for the Celtics. Meanwhile, the Sixers have a very repeatable plan of going through Joel Embiid. Do you ever wonder why these teams with dominant centers are so good in the regular season? Do you think it's because they're low percentage or high percentage shots as opposed to having to go through like guard play where you have guys who are shooting like step back, you know, long shot, long range shots? Because when you see an offense, that it just seems so easy. When you have a matchup advantage down low, it almost feels like a cheat code. So clearly this offense was going through Joel Embiid last night, and clearly it worked. Yeah, and so far they've looked great this season without James Harden now. Can they sustain this for the rest of the year? I I think they probably can. And, you know, on paper you say, well, you're – you're taking away someone who led the NBA in assists last season. You're taking away one of the best players, one of the better players in the NBA. But sometimes when you have a guy who isn't quite happy, maybe isn't the right fit, the Sixers do have a lot of talent around Joel Embiid. I think there's a strong possibility Philly could be better than we saw last season. Well, I don't know about that, but they were still a good team even without James Harden because there were games in which he didn't play. So we saw this team. It's just – Winning in the postseason is a different animal, and we'll see it. You kind of need all the star power there. But in the meantime, I think the Sixers will be fine. And here's the thing. If they can do well in the regular season and secure, like, a top seed and get, you know, home court advantage in the postseason, obviously I think that matters a ton when you have a raucous crowd like Philadelphia behind you. So we'll see. But clearly the larger goal for both of these teams is still the postseason. No question. In New York City, the Knicks ripped the Spurs. Gah, should have played this. I like this game a lot. Spurs lose 126-105. The Knicks were laying nine points. Knicks minus 365 on the money line at MGM. Your total set at 225.5 in the overheads. This one all New York. Knicks jump out to a 13-0 advantage in this game. They lead by as many as 30 points. Jalen Brunson with 25. RJ Barrett with 24. Julius Randle, 23. As for Wimby, Victor Wimbanyama, worst game as a pro, misses his first seven shots, goes 4 of 14 from the field, 0 of 4 from long range, 
finishes with 14 points and nine rebounds. So that's not a terrible line, but he has those high expectations. And after the game, Pop said, look, he's an NBA player. He's a rookie. This is going to happen. He's playing on the road at the world's most famous arena. So he's just going to have nights like this. And even then, not the worst night in the world. Well, also, I think you have to give some credit to the Knicks' defense because we knew this going mm-hmm. in was going to be a tough matchup for Wimby because the Knicks are big, they're physical, and they play punishing defense. Not a great matchup when you are, what, 7'6 and like 150 pounds or whatever Wimby mm-hmm. is. So I think that had something to do with it. Clearly, the shooting was a little off because he did have some air balls in this game, which can be very embarrassing, especially you knew the hype coming into this one. You know, playing uh, at MSG when the lights are the brightest. This is clearly a historic venue, and I think Wimby knew that. So maybe it was a little embarrassing for him to come up short on some of those shots where it didn't even touch the rim, but I think we saw this one coming. And from a betting standpoint, this was a line that continued to move throughout the day. I believe it was 9.5 on our show, went to 10 at some point, and then maybe it went back to 9. I'm not too sure, but still – When you see double-digit favorites in the NBA, I think you need to examine why. And sometimes it's not the worst play laying those big numbers. Yeah, I agree with you. It's a little different in pro football where you have to be careful, I think, more often than not. But in the NBA, sometimes they're that way for a reason. I think that's a really good point. Let's head to Chicago. The Suns edged the Bulls, 116-115 in overtime. Suns were favored by a point, so we get a push there. Suns minus 110 on the money line. Total set at 218 and the overhits. Bradley Beal finally making his season debut after dealing with a back injury for the first few games of the season. Scores 23 points, adds 13 rebounds, but it's Yusef Nurkic hitting the game-winning layup with 7.2 seconds to play that ends up being the difference. Grayson Allen, 26 points, nine boards. KD scores 25. Suns move to four and four with their second straight win. I know they are thrilled to have Bradley Beal back, but that guy's made a glass. Yeah, he sure he certainly is. But this is a <laughs> roster that is built to score. I just don't know if it's a team that I would trust, you know, in the later stages. Like, sure, you beat the Chicago Bulls, but I'm not sure what else I am taking away from it. But when I saw that this game went to overtime, I think immediately I checked to see if the Suns are playing today. They're not. Uh, So usually that's the angle moving forward. If you see a game that goes to overtime, usually you fade that team the next day. We don't get that angle to bet on today but maybe later on in the season, just something to look for moving forward. Bulls led by Nikola Vucevic with 26 points, Slack Green and DeMar DeRozan each with 22 in the loss. And man, that was a close one. And that's what the line told you ended up being a push with the Suns favored by one. Sometimes Vegas is just spot on with those lines. And finally, in the Mile High City, the Nuggets outlast the Warriors 108-105. Warriors were getting four points, so they cover by a single digit. The Nuggets, minus 170 on the money line. Your total set at 227. And the under hits, of course, it's the big serve leading the way for Denver. Nikola Jokic scores 35 points, grabs 13 rebounds, hands out five assists. This one was so close down the stretch. Steph Curry with a chance to tie it late. Floater in the lane that misses. So the Nuggets seal the game on the other end with a free throw. Curry, 23 points, goes 6 of 13 from three-point land. Clay Thompson with 15 but the Nugs improved to an NBA best 8-1 and on the season while staying a perfect 6-0 and at home. 
if you were looking for a NBA title hangover, we have not seen it in Denver. Right, but now they'll be without Jamal Murray for the foreseeable mm-hmm. future. Obviously, we know he's a huge part of this offense. I think the question is, can the Nuggets keep chugging along in the regular season without him? We saw it last night where, you know, they beat some of the best of the best of the NBA, even without him. Uh, but it is a big blow. He's a big part of their offense. And it says he's going to be out for at least the remainder of the month because of a right hamstring strain so a little bittersweet in the mile high city uh just last night yeah i love to see the nuggets just continue to get it done i would have been on denver yesterday so that would have been a loss for this guy but that game again remarkably close and while jamal murray is out for the next month or so you're gonna have reggie jackson filling in he had 20 points last night in the victory so a nice job there i also think there are There are a few teams in the NBA, and certainly it helps when you have an MVP on your team like the Joker, but the Nuggets are a great team. That is why they are the world champions. And when you have a loss like Murray, there's not a lot of teams in the NBA that can sort of absorb that, even against a team like Golden State, and continue to win. But the Nuggets are one of those rare teams. Oh, for sure. And it's a team that always plays with urgency. The rare urgency that you see from defending champs. So we will have to wait and see when it comes to Denver. But in the meantime, I still think the the Nuggets at home is a great play because they're not going to be playing the Warriors every single night. Coming up next on the show, Chelsea, that's our NBA recap for last night. It's time to look ahead to tonight. And if you're excited about Thursday night football. God bless you and keep you because this is a tough one. We're gonna hand out our picks and leans for the Panthers and the Bears in Chicago. Ah, should be a barn burner. It's next on the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Thanks for waking up with us on a Thursday. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. With Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. Presented by Bad MGM. I'm Michael Jenkins, part-time radio host, part-time doctor. And I say that because Chelsea Messenger, my great co-host in Nashville, is struggling with some sort of stress headache. Chelsea, it's been 20 minutes. I advised you based on my long medical history, all these studies, all the work that I have put in, that maybe you should try a cup of coffee. Is it working for you? I have not done coffee just yet. It's sitting next to me, but I am really sensitive to caffeine. So I am worried that it's going to make it worse because right now my head's just like pounding. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what coffee does to you, but it just like makes me anxious and makes, like I said, I'm really sensitive to caffeine. So I have it over there. I'll take a few sips here in a minute. But so far, no, nothing has progressed in 20 minutes. Okay, well, let me know how that goes. And if you have more issues, just give me a call and we'll get you back in here and we'll set up another appointment. We'll figure something out. Are you drinking a non-acid caffeine still? 
No, no, that tastes oh, terrible. So we're oh, on from curious. that. It is a lost investment. I thought it was going to be my new favorite coffee, uh, yeah. just because I don't like the bitterness in coffee either. I like my coffee to be really sweet. I want it to taste almost like chocolate milk. So I was like, okay, take some of the bitterness out. Maybe I won't have to use as much creamer. I was yeah. wrong. The coffee tasted terrible. So again, that is not going to be the coffee for me moving forward. There are some things, some foods that I try to go light on, like refried beans. I try to get lighter refried beans because I make a lot of migas and stuff like that. I try to go lighter with sour cream because I use a lot of sour cream. I love sour cream. I try to go light with cranberry juice. But then there's some things I just can't do, like the sugar-free ketchup. I use ketchup all the time. Big ketchup guy. So I tried a sugar-free ketchup. I was like, nope, this is the one area where – and I don't think ketchup's terrible for you to begin with. It's not like I'm eating every single meal with ketchup. So that's the one thing I was like, no. There's some foods I just can't make a sacrifice on even though I try. Do you have something like that where you like a food so much? Could be any, It could be a condiment and you're just – you can't do the light version Oh, I just got reduced fat cheese. And I normally get these like cheese sticks because it's good, like high protein snack for my daughter. And I tried one and I was like, oh, this tastes terrible. I thought it was old because I guess taking some of the fat out of it takes some of like, I guess the rubberiness out of it. So it was just okay. like, I don't know. It was really crumbly and disgusting. So it's a no-go on reduced fat cheese. Agreed with that. Double G just put in the chat, do you put ketchup on mac and cheese? I do not. Have you ever done that? I feel like mac and cheese, no. I just go straight mac and cheese. If I do anything, I put extra cheese on it. I'll find some grated cheese from the refrigerator and sprinkle it on top, and then I get the cheesiest mac and cheese ever. I've never tried ketchup, though. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be trying that. Uh, did you hear something where this is the internet rumor floating around where some oh. of the powdered cheeses – and mac and cheese can cause cancer like they're really bad for you and i thought oh, to myself Lord. i was like well duh i think we knew that this wasn't good for us when cheese <laughs> was in a powder form obviously it's not farm to table obviously it's not pasture raised <laughs> so i think i kind of knew this going forward but it's the same thing as like hot dogs if you're yes. not eating them like every day i feel like it's fine Oh, it's like when people give me a hard time for loving the McRib. They're like, you know what's in that, right? I'm like, oh, as you sit there eating your Big Mac, the healthiest burger on the planet. You know, it's all fast food. None of it is great for you. So you can't just single out a particular item and say, uh, I don't know if you should be eating that burger. You got it from McDonald's. It's not that good. I'm like, oh, yeah, because those double fried tenders you got from Burger King are just as good. It's all processed. You know what I mean? So it doesn't surprise me that they found something in the boxed mac and cheese that isn't good for you. That's just sort of, to me, that doesn't surprise me at all. Well, I think for the McRib, it's the fact that you have no idea what's in it. Like, is it yeah. beef? Because I've never eaten like sort of. a rib sandwich because- don't they try to mold it to where it looks like ribs and they've like taken yeah. the bones out? Like, oh, we didn't do anything to this, Patty. This is how it looked. It just yeah. happens to be in this shape. So I think that's the part, the misleading part that I don't like. Some people look at it that way. I would say, wow, look at the creativity and the artistry that goes into making this slab of beef look like it has ribs in it when it doesn't. That's Picasso level stuff. Chelsea, you want to see something that's not pretty tonight? It is not artistic 
or creative in any way, shape, or form. That's tonight's football game. Thursday night football. Panthers at the Bears. Holy Lord. <laughs> you just put the chat in the McRib at Thursday night football. If you want to make that argument, the Bears are laying three and a half points. The Bears are minus 175. The Panthers are plus 145 on the money line. Your total is set at 38 and a half. That is down from 39 yesterday. Okay, Chelsea. How should I bet this game? I don't think I want to bet this game, but what would you think about putting your money on? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, let's be honest here. How long mm-hmm. did it take you looking at this game before you immediately thought to yourself, okay, it's time to consider the under? Because not only have unders been scorching hot this year in primetime, on Thursday nights, the unders are 22 and 7. So if you've ever seen a great recipe for an under, doesn't this have it? The Bears, the Panthers on Thursday night, we have seen much better teams go way under this total. And it's 38 and a half, which seems low, but like we've seen some 36s and a halves on the board uh, this year already. So it still feels palatable to to me so you take the primetime unders trend you look at both of these offenses and I don't even care that much the defenses are bad when you have offenses that are so inept and can't move the the ball down the field I think it kind of takes away from the defense like I remember I think it was the Packers and the Raiders game where it was the same deal both the defenses were terrible but yet you see these offenses just failing to move the ball. So I think that's going to be the case tonight. I think the best play that uh, almost seems too easy is the under. Do you think that's the sabotage factor? That it seems too obvious? Sometimes. Now, full disclosure, the BetQL five-star play of the night is to take the over. But whatever. I, I disagree. I disagree. I like the under, and I found this at 40 minus 136 you know me i like to play up my totals and hit the under and i like that even better but ultimately we know about primetime unders right since 2016 they hit at a clip of around 60 percent. that's a trend that's been around for a while that you can usually look at secondly the money is on your side it's driven this total down and honestly when you look at these two offenses these are just two bad offenses with a propensity for turning over the football carolina is ranked 28th in the nfl in total offense now the bears this was surprising to me they're ranked 19th in total offense however they are dead last in nfl turnover margin and differential so that tends to negate anything they do defensively i'm with you i think the under is the way to go here another slot best in prime time Right, so if you like the under in a game, usually it means you shouldn't be on a bunch of props because sometimes you don't want to be rooting for a guy to get more yards or a touchdown if you want the score to remain low. So I looked at this game, and I think at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, it came down to do I really want to trust either of these quarterbacks to get the job done? And we should talk about quarterbacks because there has been uh, some question marks 
regarding who was going to start for the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. But now it looks like it's Tyson Pagent. At least he is the quarterback who is listed for the props over at BetMGM. We heard some whispers that maybe we would get Justin Fields in this game. Doesn't look like it's going to be the case. So uh, I don't really trust either of these quarterbacks. So I don't think I want to play any receiving props. Do you think there is any player that you can single out and say, hey, maybe I like a prop on this guy? I guess you could look at unders. The only prop I like, and I've been keeping an eye on him, it's actually a plus money, and it's Cole Komet anytime touchdown, which is plus 130 right now at BetMGM. And here's why I like it. Number one, Bears tight end, came alive last week against the Saints, had two touchdowns. I don't think you saw that one catch in the end zone where I don't know how in the world he hauled that in. Also, Matt's saying right now, if you shop around, you can get this at over two to one. But I think if you... If you look at Tyson Bajan, he's clearly a young guy who I think is over his head in the NFL. But if you're a young guy in the National Football League, you know how this goes, right? You look for a security blanket early on, a guy you can always go to. And I feel like Cole Komet has become that guy for Tyson Bajan. He has 18 targets and 16 catches in the past two games. It's a plus money, so I like Cole Komet. Anytime touchdown, he's gotten better as the season has gone on. A little chemistry there with Bajan. And, again, I like the plus money. So what is his receiving prop? Because I think you know my stance on anytime touchdowns. It's just that sometimes they feel like a coin flip. If you do believe in Cole Komet, and if he is the security blanket for Tyson Bajan, I think you look at his receiving prop. Because yeah. he has hit the number that they have posted in each of the last two games, which are – uh, games that Tyson Bajant has been playing. So the number's 35 and a half. That is a very low number for somebody who has been getting the target share, like you said, that he is getting. So for me, I think if there's a prop to look at, it would be Cole Komet's receiving prop just on the yards, not on the touchdowns. Because think about it. How many touchdowns do we see actually happening in this game? So you've got yeah. to build that into your ha handicap when you are playing anytime touchdowns. I feel like there's not going to be that many touchdowns. So the probability goes down of anybody scoring mm -hmm. a touchdown. So I think I'd rather be on the yards. Well, do you have a side? We haven't even discussed that yet. And I think it's difficult here, particularly in a low scoring game. And you've got two bad football teams. I like the Panthers. I will take the Panthers in the extra half point because when you have a low scoring game, like, doesn't this sort of feel like it's going to be a field goal game? Hit the under, going to be 2017. I think the hook is the real difference here. And also, I know Bryce Young hasn't looked great this season, but the one thing that the Bears are terrible against defensively is allowing explosive plays. So they're in the bottom 10 of the NFL in that category. I think Young can make a play or two enough, even though he has not been great this season, at least against that Bears secondary to hopefully keep the Panthers within the number. I'm not going to bet a side, but if I did, I think I would actually link Carolina here. Yeah, this has nothing to do with the matchup and just the basic theory and strategy of betting on two bad football teams. If you think both of these teams are bad, wouldn't you just immediately consider the underdog? Like in even normal games, when you see a team laying three and a half points, you have to have quite a bit of faith to say, okay, this team uh, is capable of winning this game 
by more than a field goal. I do not think I have that type of faith in the Chicago Bears. So just based on that alone, if you think it's a low-scoring game, if you think both these teams are bad, Mm -hmm. I think you lean towards the points and the three-and-a-half. I'm definitely not playing it. Again, if you trust either side and you lose and you say to yourself, okay, well, that's what I get for trusting the Bears. That's what I get for trusting the Panthers. So I'm not going to put myself in that situation. No, I get that. And this is a game certainly that could go either way. What is your thought on Bryce Young? And he has not looked great coming off his his worst game as a pro. I think that he's been okay as a rookie, eight touchdowns, seven picks. The the problem is it's that CJ Stroud has like a 14 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio and so clearly when you look at the Panthers they could have had CJ Stroud now they have Bryce Young I'm not saying CJ Stroud is going to be a star and Bryce Young is not that's just the early way this is trending but do you think that Bryce Young is going to be the guy that Carolina wants him to be not at that price not at what they leveraged away to get him uh so far the returns do not look great like yeah I guess you could say he looks okay but that's putting it pretty nicely because his stats aren't that terrible. I think the one thing that stands out is also his size. Unless you have a great offensive line, which Carolina does not, this was not the right pick. I felt like they should have gone with somebody a little bit bigger. And you remind yourself of when the Panthers took like Cam Newton, who could do a lot of things and kind of put a Band-Aid on a very bad offense. Maybe long-term, that is not the key to being a long-term successful quarterback, but Cam Newton did win an MVP and did take the Panthers to a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that there was anybody in this year's draft class that was the equivalent of Cam Newton, but you get what I'm saying. So I think it is dependent on the price that you paid for him, and right now it's looking like you got absolutely hosed. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong about that. I'm rooting for Bryce Young. I like him a lot. And the big knock on him was that he just wasn't maybe big enough to play quarterback in the NFL. That really hasn't been a problem, though. He just hasn't gotten it done, and he plays on a bad team. But again, when you contrast his performance to what we've seen from C.J. Stroud, who looks like he's going to be an absolute superstar, yeah, it's disappointing. Though I do believe if we're looking at tonight's game and which quarterback has the potential to maybe have a maybe a bit of a breakout game, I think it is Bryce Young, but we will certainly see. Coming up next year on the show, loving a mascot, that is one thing. Messing with one is quite another. I don't know what this story is, but I'm interested to hear it. It is next on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Come on back on a Thursday. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. And welcome back. Oh, it's a Thursday. Thank goodness. The Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. I'm Jinx. She is Chelsea In mere moments here on the show, when taunting a mascot goes wrong, our producer, Bill Rowland, has some sort of video that we're going to show, and then I'll describe it to you guys. 
I assume it's not a very long video, and then we'll talk about it. But before we get into that, I just wanted to ask you, this Connor Stallion story as part of the Michigan cheating scandal, have you read more about all the bizarre stories about this guy? And this was from an article in the Wall Street Journal where <laughs> I guess when he moved to Ann Arbor, he bought a nice house, right? And then all of a sudden, the the neighborhood association, the homeowners association started complaining because this guy, Connor Stallions, was running a vacuum refurbishing business out of his home and had all these old vacuums sitting on his porch, just sitting in his front yard. And neighbors were like, this looks terrible. This looks unsightly. So they sued him. And then in court, part of his defense was because he defended himself was, I think my neighbors don't like me because A, they have an issue that I was in the military because he was a Marine or B, they're Michigan State fans. This guy, the more I read, the more I find out he's a weirdo. Yeah, it sounds very delusional when you could simply just take the vacuums and put them <laughs> in the backyard or I don't know, yes. in your garage. Like, why do people go through so many hoops to point the finger at somebody else? I think that's the bottom line is when people mm -hmm. skirt around uh, accountability, that's when we as a society get really mad. And I think that's when people are going to get even madder when nothing yeah. comes of this Michigan scandal or alleged scandal, I should say. Because I think that's what I just keep coming back to. The more I read about it, the crazier it seems. Mm -hmm. But I'm just not seeing anything come to fruition. So, like, wake me yeah. up when there's some kind of punishment. Yeah, and it'll be fascinating to see whether or not the NCAA does anything here. Right now, the issue is not with the NCAA. It's with the Big Ten because the different schools are putting pressure on the Big Ten commissioner to punish Michigan, Michigan in return is saying we didn't actually break any sort of bylaws here. This has been going on with other schools. Why are you focusing on us? So if you look at the evidence, you actually don't have any evidence to impart some sort of punishment. So then they've threatened a lawsuit. And also they want to wait until the NCAA has had time to investigate. So the Big Ten may do something today. But even if they do, this is going to be one of those things that drags out. This is not going to be cut and dried and then done in a week. Well, the Big Ten's not going to do anything if Michigan's going to be their team that goes to the college football playoff. Like, that wouldn't be very smart of them, right? Because that's dollars that go back into the conference if you make it to the college football playoff. So I think it will, it will depend on how Michigan does down the stretch. If they went out yeah. and if they are the team that is selected from the Big Ten, I don't think we see anything happen. Maybe if they lose some of these games, the Big Ten will be like, okay, yeah, I think we're going to do the mm -hmm. right thing here, guys, because that's what you always do. And it'll only be because Michigan lost. Well, we'll see how that plays out. Again, we might get an answer from the Big Ten today. We'll keep an eye on that. Okay, let's keep an eye on this. All I see in our rundown is fan tries to taunt a rival's mascot instantly regret it, regrets it. So Matt is going to play this video. We're going to see what it is. And then we're going to react. Matt, go for it. Should we be narrating this for the people there's on radio? A, there's a warning. 
There's a woman. She's wearing a Sooners jersey. She's in front of a Longhorn. She's doing horns down. And oh, <laughs> oh, and this Longhorn. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You give her a little dose, Double D. This girl thought she could probably and illegally, I'll say, break into some sort of farm, some sort of stable where there is a beautiful longhorn with a burnt orange hue, might I say. And she tried to do horns down. And that longhorn who could have killed her with his long horns said, now nah, I'll just swat you on the side of the head with my horns while you're trying to take this picture or while your boyfriend or whomever it is is trying to capture this moment. Oh my God. I've never been happier than I am at this very moment. You know what they say, Chelsea? You mess with the bull, you get the horns. And that's what happened to that sooner. She found out we're living rent free in her head. And you know what? I hope she has a little bump on the back of her head. I hope when she lays down on her gross pillow tonight that she's like, oh, why does my head hurt? I guess it's because Bevo taught me a lesson because Texas is greater than Oklahoma. Hook them. That was glorious. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for that. Amazing. Oh, are we done with the Texas propaganda on our show? I feel no, like I'm in like never. one of those like theaters never. in like whatever era a world war was where they're like, this is your propaganda movie and Jenks is narrating it. But yes, mm. I do agree. If you're doing stunts like this just simply for social media we're like i'm gonna do horns down in front of this longhorn i'm glad this turned out exactly how you would expect maybe make sure that this bull cannot reach you out of the cage before you're doing things like this even though clearly like the bull didn't know anything about the horns down he just probably saw red and isn't that a thing like don't bulls hate red well he knew he definitely knew He's like, I'll stand here for a picture. Oh, you're going to do horns down? Have a little bop on the head. You're lucky I don't send a spike right through your heart. And that would have been justified. Justifiable homicide. That's what I say. (laughs) I love that video. Ah, that was awesome. So, just a live mascot, fake mascot, whatever. Have you ever had a mascot run-in? I've had a ton of mascot run-ins in my career. What about you? I have not had many bad run-ins, but I would say most of them are pretty good. I did not realize how much goes into being a mascot until you're actually Mm -hmm. around them. There was a guy who I believe was the mascot for the Arizona Diamondbacks that actually was like this super popular, super successful guy that I believe ended up running for mayor of Phoenix. So it's wild to me that you see a mascot and you think not much goes into it. But the people who are doing this are very smart and they go to like mascot schools. They have mascot competitions. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was covering Auburn for a few years, Abby, the mascot there, was one of the Obby. best mascots in the country. Like he had all of these elaborate costumes. He could do the flips. Uh, so there's a whole thing that goes into it. I'm wondering what goes into uh, to mascot school though. Like, what do you think the 101 class entails? Not talking? Number one. Oh, yes. Number <laughs> one is never speak. Number two is see number one. Do not speak. I've been around a billion mascots. I have had so many mascot run-ins in my career. I have interviewed Slapshot, the mascot of the Capitals. I've interviewed one of the racing presidents, Abe Lincoln, 
for the Nats. I had a mascot Olympics here in D.C. And imagine your boss saying, I want you to interview a mascot. And I'm like, you, you realize these guys don't speak, right? So I've had sit-down interviews where I'm asking questions like a serious journalist. And they're like, whoop. You're just making all these ridiculous hand gestures and widening their eyes. And so I have to react like they said something crazy or said something interesting and then use that and turn it around and ask another question. So it's quite literally, I've done a two or three of these stories where I'm sitting there for a minute and a half, two minutes, just talking to something that will not speak in return. And let me tell you, that was a challenge. Do you think you could go an entire day without speaking a word? Oh, that's a good question. No, well, like clearly not for work, but you get what I'm saying. Like uh, around yes. town. Do you think you could communicate without having to use your voice? No, I couldn't do it. My conscience wouldn't let me. I would feel bad. Like I'm always speaking to people, always trying to be cordial. And I felt like if someone dressed me, or did something for me, handed me a prescription, I don't know, whatever, and I just smiled and didn't say anything, I think I'd feel guilty. I don't think I could do it. I bet you could do it. Yeah, I certainly can. In fact, it's a goal of mine. <laughs> when like the neighbors walk I by, I have perfected the like subtle nod or the the hand like it's not a wave it's the art of the neighbor wave which is not you don't move your hand from side to side you just put it up real quick as to say hey i see you i acknowledge your presence uh but i always wonder because there are people who are either like blind or deaf or whatever and their other senses are heightened because of it like they get better at those other things because they don't have usage over one so I also think this mm -hmm. when I go to places and they have picture menus, do you think you could get through a day if there was some magic spell and you couldn't read for a day? Oh God, if I couldn't read? Jeez, no. Well, let me think about that for a second. I think picture so. Menu. I think you could. Yeah, yeah, because you could go into, I know enough places where I could order a burger or I could order a drink or a Diet Coke or whatever. And yeah, I could do that. I could do that without reading. Without speaking, I don't know. Without reading, yes. I can barely read anyway. Yeah, I mean, no problem. Do you think that you could get through life for like a month without reading? Because that's what it boils down to. I think you could do the basic things of life without reading, but I don't know if you could have a good job. Like, what would you have to do? Probably yeah. like manual labor. Because remember, isn't that the thing that your mom says when you're not doing good in school? Like, you're going to have to be digging a ditch if you're not good at school, sweetie. <laughs> you're like, yeah. no, I could be just fine, mom. I don't need to learn how to read. Accelerated reader, these books are terrible. Oh, here's, here's what I'll do is I always write down notes for these teases to tease what's coming up next. Let me read it like I don't know how to read. Uh combing combing oop in five uh, men five uh <laughs> this is painful it's, it's it's this is a tip tip from betql that's next hour two <laughs>
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.